Hello, and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to liveaboard cruising. Well, we are off the docks in... Sunny, warm Croatia. (laughs) Yeah, depending on what hour it is, I guess. (laughs) We made it to Croatia. We finally left the docks off of um, Puerto Montenegro. We have a lot to catch everybody up on because we've skipped a couple weeks. We've been a little bit busy, so this might be a little bit of a longer episode. We decided to stay one more week in Montenegro to um, take care of a couple more things. And the weather wasn't all that great. It was it was rainy and it was actually really cold and overcast. Yeah, and there were some weird winds also in the forecast. So we decided to postpone. Yeah. I mean, it's not that long of a, you know, trip. It took us, what, three hours to get to Dubrovnik? No, more like six. Oh, six? Oh, everything's blending together. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, so we made it to Croatia. So what do you think so far? Uh, well, mostly it's the weather. <laughs> it, I mean, at this time of the year in May, you would think that everything is kind of nice and sunny and warm. Well, and yesterday was beautiful, for instance. Yeah, it, it's, today it's raining. You have rain. I mean, yeah. it's like a few days, and and no, we've had some beautiful sunny days, but uh, it's kind of mixed weather. So, but other than that, it's uh, really enjoyable because it's off season. Mm-hmm. Not that many boats around, so the anchorages are mostly just us and a couple other boats. Uh, so that's <clears throat> that's something that we're enjoying right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to kind of take everybody back a little bit, so we left uh, Puerto Montenegro. We checked in in Dubrovnik. Mm-hmm. And we stayed at Marina Frappa, which is across from the Immigration Customs dock in Dubrovnik. And uh, we decided to stay there because it was nice right in town. You can walk to everything. And truly, Dubrovnik, you can, you can cover in a couple days. Mm-hmm. We went to the old city. It was really awesome. There's pictures we posted on our Facebook and Instagram um, pages. And it's really, really cool to see all that. Um, and it was as if we had the entire city to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that was super awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, the pictures more. are deserted. Like, there's no tourists. I so, think there were more pigeons than tourists, for Yeah, sure. definitely more pigeons. Um, yeah. And I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, so it was fun to kind of see all that uh, and take the wall tour. That was That was awesome. And then we took our bikes up to, what is the name of that bridge? Do you know? I don't remember. Yeah. It's really cool. The bridge. The bridge. The, the suspension. The bridge. Bridge. Yeah. That was, that, so we took our bikes and we, and we rode around there. And um, yeah, the Marina Frappa was nice. The jetties were really high. So. Yeah. Frappa Marina is a little funky. The, the docks are like high. And. Um, and so you don't have that much tide, but you still have a little bit of tide. And and so the, your gangway is just on a steep, steep slope to yeah, get and, in and out. And it's tricky because the dinghies hanging off the back of the davits 
So you want to be far enough away so your dinghy doesn't slam into the jetties, but close enough to where your gangway makes it to the jetty. Yeah, so have a long gangway. Yeah. I forgot ours is like 240. I forget how long, but we have a pretty long one. Centimeters? Uh, two meters. Two yeah, meters. And uh, I forgot, okay. 40, 60. No, uh, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But we, we went with a long one. It's definitely useful. Uh, when the wind comes from the east, or if it's been blowing kind of more from the the northwest, and then uh, well, first it comes from the west. You have like those catabatic wind, like uh, yeah, you know, coming and and that makes the the stay at the marina pretty uncomfortable. And um, and then also if the wind blows more from like the north, it gets into this. Uh, this channel or whatever yeah and then it goes under the the docks and uh yeah so so it's a weird like the marina itself is really nice it's new you know they have these really cool lighting everybody's super nice it's just a weird the the bathroom the showers are awesome yeah they're beautiful lots of pressure hot (laughs) raining showers and yeah yeah everything is is good it's just yeah it's a little funky the Mm -hmm. way the marina marina is so we stopped at our first anchorage, which is Sapatna. Sapakna. I don't know how do you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you say it, but um, it was really lovely. It was calm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ate at a restaurant there. People were really nice. They're just again. It was maybe us and what two other boats or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy came in after us and was like holding on to a. Uh, what like a, a channel marker, thinking it was a yeah, mooring we, or something like we that. We got a little taste of what's coming with charter boats. <laughs> uh, so even if there were just very few boats, and there was, um, uh, I think they read that if you get a mooring bowl in front of the restaurant, then you can. I think it's free as long as you eat at the restaurant. So they came. And yes, in front of the restaurants, there are mooring bowls, but they ended up grabbing the first floating thing. thing. And it was just a marker. It wasn't a. Yeah, it was like either a channel marker slash maybe like during the summer, like maybe you have like small motorboats that are touching to this. Yeah, there's no way that thing would have held up. Definitely not for a cat. So. We look at them doing this, and at one point, I'm like, oh, they're really planning to, like, <laughs> more to this <laughs> floating well, thing. Yeah. So then I'm trying to explain that, you know, that's probably not a good idea. But they did move. Um, and then another boat came in. So we had we were kind of next to this other monohull, and that was all fine. And then another boat came in, and they, like, squeezed right in between. We were at the restaurant at the time, and so we were watching all this from the restaurant going, oh, no, what's going to happen? And they were just super close to both boats. And if any of us swing, we would have at that point hit each other. And um, so the guy in the monohull is like, you need to go forward. You need to go forward. So the guy goes right in front of his boat. And like, you know, right, right he w- there. He went, basically he took like three tries. Like, yeah. So first time he was probably right about where our anchor was. Right, right over so our anchor. So by the time he backs up, like he's close to our boat, then he moves forward. Not enough, because now he backs out to the other one. 
and then eventually moved forward further. But the thing is, is like in that whole bay, yeah. he could have anchored anywhere, and mm-hmm. like he chose to do that. So and, yeah. And, we, and we've been talking to other people, and they said that that's yeah, that typically what what happens. Like if you if you have one or two boats anchored, it's in like a bay, boat magnet. Like yeah. everybody thinks, oh, let's go be by them or yeah. something. I don't know. It's they really must know weird. something we don't know, yeah. and so let's quiz in there <laughs> because somewhere else in the bay, it's like you know, there's yeah. something like. You know, you shouldn't be there. Yeah, so we're starting to get a little taste, although I have to say I'm I'm really grateful for there not being, you know, an overwhelming amount of boats just for my comfort level. You know, you can kind of get a taste for, for what that's going to be like, but you're not overwhelmed by four boats all doing it at once. So I think that's good. Um, yeah, so Stefan for Mother's Day rode me in the dinghy to dinner which was lovely. Thank you, my dear. Mm-hmm. But rowing back was a little cold. So. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, and we're learning all kinds of things about wind So in the med. So all the winds have different names. Um, the jugo, I think is what they call it, is considered the bad wind. Um and then there's the Bora, which which is comes more from the north, right? North northeast. I don't remember which one is which. Yeah, but there, that's there's the like names. six or seven different names for winds. And um, in addition, there's all the mountains because it's a beautiful landscape with these huge mountains. But you get the catabatic, ca- calabatic. How do you say that word? Catabatic winds. I think it's no catabatic. Catabatic. Oh, okay, I said it right winds that kind of come down from the mountain and sometimes those are actually worse because they're bursts of these uh, winds and they can get swirly depending on, you know, how the Well, the wind accelerates, it goes down. And so you get bigger gusts. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that, so that's interesting. And then, um, yeah, then your sister came. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's first time, I guess, where we're getting a guest to meet somewhere where we're cruising, where you have to coordinate uh, between the time of their arrival and your plans and weather. And so that's been interesting because uh, we were in, in uh, Dubrovnik. That would have been the easiest way to pick her pick up. Her but up we, yeah. we already had spent three or four nights and there was definitely plenty or yeah, two for, for Dubrovnik. So, and then there was good weather window and uh, to uh, go north. So we ended up going to some, some islands and we thought, oh, there are ferries everywhere. I mean, you see ferry lines everywhere. Yeah, we're so. thinking, oh, no big deal. She can just take a ferry and meet us anywhere. Yeah, and suddenly what we find out is the season, I don't know if it's regular or it's because it's slower season due to COVID maybe, but most of the lines or many of the lines are uh, opening up uh, this weekend, mid-May basically. So at the time she arrived, we couldn't find a ferry uh, or the ferries that were running, the time was not working. So she ended up, making the trip from Paris to our boat in 12 hours in Croatia. <laughs> she had to take a tramway. She had to, to take the airport. Two tra- no, one tramway and two trains to the airport. Then she had to take two flights, one to Vienna and then one to Dubrovnik. 
And we ended up finding her a taxi to go from the Dubrovnik airport all the way to... Panamera? Propatna or something. yeah. And then she took a ferry to cross to Sobra. Uh, so at least she was on the same island we were at. And, <laughs> and so then, the island was Millet? Yeah. And then, the, um, and then there was another taxi to bring her from the ferry terminal there to the town we were at, Lukapolis. And, um, and then eventually we picked her in dinghy. So, so that was a major adventure. But uh, everything, <laughs> for her. yeah, for her. And, <laughs> but everything worked uh, well yeah. and in the end. So, and then it was sunny and nice. So when when she got here, she was definitely very happy. Yeah. So we were we met her at this island called Mil- Milet. We don't know how to pronounce it. M L J E T. M L J E T. M L J E T. Which was really cool. It was. Um, it's a national park, mm-hmm. and just the birds and the wildlife and the flowers and, you know, everything was just amazing. The anchorage was amazing. We met a really nice couple. From France. From We've France. been cruising for the past five, six years. Stefan finds all the French boats and just, like, next no, thing you know. No, with the standard paddleboard, it's awesome because you just use the standard paddleboard. And then if you see somebody, if you see a flag... Then you engage the conversation, and and then it's you're so it's, friendly. It's so nice. That's yeah. the one side of cruising that I love. Yeah, meeting interesting people. Yeah, but so, you always find French people, even at the restaurant we went to for Mother's Day. I think yeah, mostly the people we've been meeting, it's either from Germany or from France. Yeah, so cruising, chartering, like in Croatia right now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so on this island, we rented some bikes and you can go in um to the and like see the park Mm -hmm. and we took a little ferry to this other island which was in a lake um so an island within an island an island within an island right because the yet is a island and then you take a ferry to another island called saint mary's which is this um, Benedictine monastery from like the 12th century or something like that? It was it was really I mean, ferry cool. Ferry is a big word. To it, say. Yeah, it's I mean, just it's just a, a little solar powered boat to, yeah. that drives you well, yeah. in, in kind of the yeah. Uh, lake. That was but, nice. Oh, it was incredible. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, we we took some nice pictures. Those are also posted, and um, yeah, and then we came over here. So now we're at Korkula. Cor- 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 yeah, Korkula. I don't know. Our Croatian's terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we are not in the main marina. We're sort of in the local marina next to the main marina. But it's well, just maybe a five... we're not in the th- marina. We're anchored. We're anchored, yeah. right, uh, yeah. inside the bay next to the marina. And, um, yeah, we heard on Navali maybe... Because apparently it costs uh, always to anchor places in Croatia, which is interesting. It did cost us in Miet, but that was a national... Yeah, that was for National Park. That park, was for so that boat. was fine. It was 300 kunas, right. or maybe 50 bucks for the boat. Yeah, and so we had anticipated having to pay here at this anchorage, but no one's asked us for money yet. Yeah, based on all the comments in Navili, people were asked to pay 200 or 300 kuna. So I think the anchorage is great. It's very well protected, uh-huh. and uh, it's very convenient. But it's people, like five ten minutes to walk down to the Karchula Old Town. 
uh, maybe 15. <laughs> okay. But um, but people don't like it because they are being charged two, three hundred kuna to just anchor, and mm-hmm. so there is a problem. Nobody's with asked cruisers. us so far. Knock yeah. on wood. Yeah. So I think. Are, it's, are we like the only boat now? There no, was a catamaran a before, but now there's yeah. just a monohull. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here, and then uh, we we had a really nice lunch yesterday. Uh, in the old town there, apparently this is where Marco Polo was born. Although nobody can yeah, validate whether that's true or not. When you read stuff about it, really it's sure. like he started his life here. So I'm not no one sure really knows. It's like a, he knows where he was born. But, but there's a Marco Polo um, museum. There's, there's his Marco house Polo. is here. There's Marco Polo hotel, Marco Polo restaurant. So anyway, they're they're going with that as the yeah. <laughs> as the theme for the place. But people are super friendly. We had a great lunch. Um, that was my first restaurant for my sister since. Yeah, because in Paris months? everything's been completely locked yeah. down. She hasn't been to a restaurant she said in six months, so she was mm-hmm. super happy about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we've just had rain, um, and and wind. I think the wind. I got up in the middle of the night because I could hear it, and I was kind of checking on weather and stuff. But it went away after about a half an hour, it seems. And then this morning we had to go. Well, yesterday morning we had to go take her to get her PCR test because she had to get tested to leave and then she has to get retested to re-enter. Yeah, so for just for information, if people plan to charter in Croatia, well, the easiest first, get your vaccine because it's yeah, so much like easier to travel. Yeah, that's like the golden ticket, yeah. Uh, so just to um, explain the process, if you're chartering a boat in, in between Dubrovnik and Split, um, so obviously you can come back to Dubrovnik or probably split and get tested over there. But if you don't want to add days to um, to your trip uh, while you're cruising in the islands, then you'll need to stop at Krakula Island and you'll make an appointment, um, pay 650 kuna and you'll get the result within 24 to 27 hours. Hopefully, we have to Hopefully, find out yeah. today. So I don't know how many people are tra- traveling to Croatia, but... Um, the other thing that I read about Croatia is they're doing digital nomads. So if you're a digital nomad, you can get a one-year visa, and I think it's um, you can re- I think you can renew every up to five years. So that's kind of an interesting thing. There's other countries that are doing that: Portugal, Spain, um, in the Med, Croatia. And there's a couple other um, islands. And then Greece is, is talking about doing that. So I think that's interesting. So they're doing this because people are now able to work from home. Yeah, yeah and they from want wherever. Yeah. Tourists or yeah. long-term tourists, I guess, yeah. to come. Yeah, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, on the technical side, you want to talk about some of the some of the things going on on the boat? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after this winter, so we winterized the watermaker uh, on the way up here. Uh, we I turned the watermaker back on, following all the instructions. We made water. Whoop whoop. Yeah, that was good. Filled up the tanks, and um, and then you stop the watermaker, and then you do a rinse um, to rinse the membranes, and then the rinse was not starting. 
Um, and then I tried to start the watermaker again and it was not starting. So nothing is starting anymore. Uh, so is the lesson, once you get something running, don't turn it off? <laughs> uh, well, no, you do, but yeah. So, so now it's... Um, Troubleshooting the issue, it looks like it's related to the control board. Um, so all the major parts, uh, like the pump and stuff, seems to be working. Um, so we're going to have to figure out a way with the, um, the watermaker company how we can get somebody to come and replace this control board. So. Um, right now, I'm not sure. We told them we're going to go to Split next week. Uh, they don't have local people, but they work with some technicians. So, But right now, I don't know um, how that's going to be coordinated. Meanwhile, they sent some instructions how we can bypass the control board to basically manually um, start and rinse the water maker. So, have you tried that yet? No, okay. I have to read those instructions and see how yeah. we can try that. Yeah, and then um, the other thing we're working on is the bridal setup and the mooring setup. Right, you're making some uh, changes there. Yeah, well, the mooring it's. We haven't done any mooring yet, but we have a system that I feel pretty good about uh, because we had added inside cleats inside the holes. Um, the, and it's kind of double usage for that. Um, when you're at a marina for the winter, um, so obviously you can bring lines to the cleats on top of the bow. Um, but if you have add some cleats inside, then you can add two more lines. Yeah. Uh, because the catamaran takes the space of two, two monoholes, so you can use four lines on the bow. Which so, came in handy in Puerto Montenegro with the Yeah, you winds. get strong winds. Yeah. And so, so during the winter, we had basically four lines on the bow. On the front, yeah. So, so that's, we're going to be able to reuse those cleats for our mooring process. The other thing we did um, is we added um, kind of a fairly, I think we talked about this, that uh, we uh, screwed on top of the beam. Um, because, I don't know, catamarans are not designed to attach mooring balls. To mooring balls, the lines are either going to be rubbing against the, the front beam or you go outside and it's going to be rubbing against the gel coat. And so right now, the way we're going to do it is we're going to use the inside cleat uh, with a line that will go to the mooring ball. We ended up buying the Mantis um, shackle or mooring shackle. I forgot how they call it. And then we'll come back through those fair leads and, and hook up to the uh, cleats on top. So that's for the mooring process. We'll have to try that. But we have long lines, 25 meters. We'll be able to adjust the length and everything. So I pretty, feel pretty good about that. The uh, bridle, uh, we still has have the original FP bridle. So it's just basically uh, two lines. And this um, flimsy kind of shackle, everybody ends up replacing it. So far last year, we haven't had any problem. And then the first time we used it, we had a problem. And well, yeah. we... we, we anchored uh, we did everything everything worked fine and then we are raising the anchor or raising the chain and uh, so the bridle just comes up and then it the, fell. the shackle just like just it fell dropped. off right as we were pulling it up which is super i mean it was lucky timing really it, yes and it was lucky that it was light wind yeah. that night but i it, it basically got bent, bent. which yeah. i don't understand 
how it got burnt. So we now um, we're using uh, Dyneema Loop. Two of them. Well, it's it's on one, but we're adding right. a second one as a backup. But so far, the Dyneema Loop is working really well. So, but it's this really weird feeling, you know, because you're like, okay, I'm gonna have this stainless steel like industrial strength shackle and then that doesn't work and you're using this like little piece of line yeah and it so it feels like really weird like wow this whole boat is on yeah, this little line backing up with yeah like 2000 rpm on, on on this little line yeah and then you're like <laughs> well okay i mean you know it's strong but yeah so but in the end uh, we're going to replace the whole system with the uh, mantis bridle that we've we've mm-hmm. ordered um so so that'll be um that'll be a uh, our new process yeah so um from here what we're going to do is is sort of make our way up to split and um we have found a uh catamaran person His name's Nick Hathaway. He's from 45 Degrees Sailing. Um, He and his wife um, charter, uh, basically skipper, uh, and and offer charters in the Croatia area. But he's also an instructor. So we're going to spend two days with him, which I'm excited about, to figure out a little bit more about um, stern anchoring. Uh, What else are we going to... Just kind of techniques for... Tying up to shore, yeah, things like this that we're not really familiar with. Yeah, what people use in the med. Yeah, and so we'll 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 spend two days to practice this, and more important, to agree on a process between the two of us. Right. Not only on the process, but also on the communication. Communication. Yeah. So we think that's going to be two days well spent. That will hopefully uh, save. We'll have some kind of best practices that we'll both be trained on properly, and not sort of wondering if it's the right thing to do or not. I think I think it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and also, I mean, the improvements that we've made this year already is the the brake for the wheel has been. Oh my just, gosh, uh, it's a game changer. Yeah, because now you can get out of the uh-huh. the, the the helm station. You have better visibility. The headsets. Headsets are amazing. Yeah. yeah, that definitely helped. So those two things already um, makes the communication and the process of anchoring. Well, much, the communication is better, but also the it's like the tone is just more calm, you know, because I can we can both just speak normally. You're not shouting and. Because there is no urgency. Yeah. You're talking continuously. Yeah. And as opposed to It's completely changed the tone. Somebody's at the helm, somebody's forward. What? You have the I don't tent. hear you. <laughs> and then, it gets stressful. Yeah, and you can have your head doing whatever you need as yeah. opposed to turn your head back to the person right. to talk so they can hear you. So you can keep doing what yeah. you're doing. No, it's... Um, it's yeah. To me, that's... I mean, maybe it's just mental, but it's completely changed yeah. things. You get... Uh, 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 you're starting... Get those get the headsets. headsets. If you d- you cannot find them in Europe for whatever reason, no, so we uh, had to buy them when we went back home. Yeah, get those. Make sure you must both have a break for the wheel. But if you don't have one, just mm-hmm. just get it replaced. Mm-hmm. And um, and then probably yeah, take some some lessons to coordinate. You know the process yeah. between you and your spouse. And then I think just finally, you know, we're learning about trying to get things sent and ordered. Like simple things, like we we forgot to get the predict win SIM cards before we left, so we're like, oh, okay, we'll just have them sent, and then they got sent back to our house in Tahoe by accident, and uh, then maybe that was my mistake because it's I okay. Was, I mean, we're things happen, like you know. Four things, 
And then mm. we're like, okay, where do we send it? And then by the time they were moving, and so then we we were gonna have him sent to Nick, and and because we're gonna meet him he, here, and then you know they're trying to deliver it, but it's the wrong name. Or, well, what like, we what I remember now is when I was in France so earlier last year. Like in the U.S., you order, they drop the package at your house. Yeah. It's easy. In Europe, it's like they want somebody to be there. To uh, sign for you know, it. They don't drop the package in front of the door. And they didn't see your name on the doorbell yeah. or something. So then it, they were going to like put it back through in their uh, warehouse or whatever. And I called and I talked, tried to talk to somebody and they could only speak Croatian. And so I had to call. The, anyway, it, it's just sort of really inconvenient. Um, and now our SIM cards, which cost a total of $20, um, are somewhere stuck in customs because they want all of this detailed information mm. <laughs> about it. So, yeah. yeah. So leave with everything you need or make sure it's something you can buy here. But there are some weird things we can't get. Um, you wanted to order the Sternline um, Yeah, like strap. a, like a stra- webbing type thing that is a floating line so you can uh, more easily swim with it to shore tied to to shore so that's um it's not obviously common in the u.s you can find it but it's super expensive i forgot the brand and we couldn't find it anywhere in in porto there's just not a lot in porto to begin with yeah Um, you can get it ordered and stuff but we ended up so get it yeah we'll see to, to split so that yeah that arrived or oh, i forgot i don't know well, we don't know what we're gonna get we ordered stuff and then we were yeah. kind of crossing our fingers um let's see yeah so i think that catches everybody up to where we are it's been it's been fun right like i mean i've been it's it's been uh really fun for me to be on the boat it, it was a transition at first the weather's starting to get better but i will say that um i'm still kind of have some work lingering things that are not compatible mm-hmm. with this i think lifestyle at all i think trying to figure out you know schedules and stuff you just can't have a schedule when you're on a boat i think yeah and we're lucky here there's good like reception with like sim cards we use and they, yeah and it's pretty, the wi-fi is good it's like uh, how much is a sim card for a week like twelve dollars. Twelve dollars or twelve dollars unlimited yeah porto data. it was like fifteen dollars for the whole month for 500 gigabytes yeah. in Montenegro. So that was super, super cheap. But even Croatia yeah, is like... Yeah, it's worth it. So, and, and there's been good reception in every anchorage we've been at so far. So Yeah, everything's worked so out. So that, that's great. Just the scheduling thing. It's yeah. just not... Yeah. So I'll be wrapping some of those things up and that'll be a lot better, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. And so we would uh, love to hear any questions or topics you guys want us to cover. You can send us an email on sailingowen.com at gmail.com we would also if you like this podcast we would love um to get your review on whatever podcast application you use and if you don't want to give us a good review we would rather you give us some feedback on how we can make it better so we can earn your good review um if that would be okay with you so again send us an email at sailingallen at gmail.com You can also check out our photos um, that we post on Instagram, Sailing Alwyn, and our Facebook page. So until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now. (laughs) 